Hey everybody, this is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, styling, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for a thrift adventure. Happy Halloween, thrifters! I'm guessing some of you guys are out thrifting right now for last-minute costumes, things to throw on your front porch to greet the Halloween trick-or-treaters, and you're probably finding some awesome deals. I have a treat for you today. We are going to be talking with the Thrifty Witches, teachers based out of Arizona, some updates, and a Halloween segment. First is I've really been working on my Patreon content, as you guys know, and last week I put up my thrift haul videos. Patreon subscribers got first dibs. All the thrift bags went out Monday of this week. So I'm looking forward to getting tagged on Instagram and seeing pictures in the Facebook group of people sporting their thrifted duds. And I also want to tell you that I'm going to post a record review on the Patreon feed next week. So if the record review was your jam on the show, you definitely want to go over to Patreon, search Thrift Therapy, and sign up as a Patreon. You can sign up for as little as $2 a month, and that way you can get the record reviews. Like I mentioned in the last episode, I want to keep my podcast content compliant with copyright laws. So I'm going to do the record reviews over on Patreon just to make sure that I'm being squeaky clean. I also sent out my first newsletter last month, and that was super fun. I have a lot of new people that have signed up. I will be sending out the November newsletter this coming weekend, the first weekend of November. So if you want one, go sign up at thrifttherapypod.com and get in on that. Okay, last thing before we do the interview. I want you guys to have access to some self-care or the idea of self-care, whatever self-care means to you. I applaud that. But I'm going to put a handout that I use frequently. A lot of people feel really guilty about taking care of themselves or they've been taught to put themselves last or maybe they're feeling like a martyr, like someone who doesn't deserve to be taken care of. They're not good enough. There's so many reasons that we can neglect ourselves. But I think thrifters who spend time out in the thrifting wild, maybe doing a little bit better at self-care because we're paying attention to our relationship with the world, which we've talked about many times on the show. Regardless, I want to provide this handout because so many people find it useful. I use it myself. All you have to do is head over to the podcast webpage, which there's a link in the show note, of course, here. But On the show notes tab on the website, I put extended show notes, and that's where I'll put like psychology resources that we discuss in the interview or handouts I want people to have access to, pictures of the guests, bios about them, links, all kinds of things. So so the self-care assessment I use looks at 
eight different domains of self. And that way, when your self-care feels like it's not doing its job, you can just switch to another domain. Maybe you are just missing some output that you're generating regularly that's not getting enough energy put back in. And looking at it that way, specifically by what kind of energy you're using, can give you some added benefits. An example of this would be context domain of self-care is related to the spaces that you occupy. And another domain is physical or and sensual. Those are two different domains. So I was thinking that dressing up for Halloween meets some of our self-care needs. It changes our context. It gives us a different kind of body to inhabit, if you will. And it's physical because it requires us to engage with our body in a physical way. And for some people, I think it's sensual too because we may enjoy different textures of putting on costume makeup, wearing wigs, that, you know, you get sensory experiences from that, which could be really important if, say, like, you hate your job and you spend a lot of time in a cluttered environment, so your context domain is depleted. I hope that's helpful. And of course, if you get stuck or have trouble, be sure and consider therapy as an option for bumping up your internal experience and how you take care of yourself in the world. I'm also going to put a link to what I find to be very thrifty therapy to Open Path Collective, which is a kind of co-op where you pay a membership fee and then you get access to sliding scale therapists so you don't even have to have insurance. So be sure and go over to thrifttherapypod.com and check the show notes tab and get all this great information that will give you a little extra added value when you're listening to the interview. So I want to introduce my guests earlier in the show than I usually do because I had them record a little segment with me about using thrift items for making Halloween costumes. I thought that would be fun for us to discuss since it is in fact Halloween and many of you do celebrate. And in fact, in fact, some of you, this is your favorite time of the year. So I wanted to give you a little treat for that. The Thrifty Witches are a group of teachers living in Arizona who are friends, who thrift together. They started a little side hustle, a subscription box service, much like the one I use to support this podcast. And they do it to help women realize that they can dress professionally for cheap and to inspire their students to live a more sustainable lifestyle. So I had each one of them, there's three of them, answer a Halloween question that I pulled listeners for. Lindsay is going to take the first one, which is best ever thrifted costume. Take it away, Lindsay. I thrift a lot of costumes because I'm a student council advisor and because I like to dress up in general. So I think the best costume I've ever thrifted has to be my Anna from Frozen costume. It's so good and everything was really creative. So like the skirt was just exactly what I wanted. The 
cape is actually a curtain that I just sewed together. The only thing that's not thrifted in that costume is the shoes that I got from Forever 21 for $5. But even like the Sven doll that I carried, if you go to our site, you can see it. I recently wore it. But even that was thrifted. Trisha found that for me. So um, lots of thrifted things that I love in that costume. And I always get comments on it. In fact, I had to go to the grocery store in it when I wore it most recently. And a lot of little girls were like turning to their moms and asking why Anna was at the grocery store. So definitely my favorite of all the ones I've done. Great answer. I would be interested in knowing what you guys are wearing for Halloween or what your favorite thrifted costume has been, if it's not this year's. Why don't you post a picture on Instagram at Thrift Therapy Pod and tag me so I can check it out and leave some comments for you. Or you can join the Thrift Therapy Facebook group and post a picture there. We'll probably have a thread going on Halloween of all the thrifted decor that people have made and costumes. So check those out. Okay, next question is Halloween once a year or Halloween every day? Shannon, what do you think? I think that I love Halloween a lot. So I don't think it should be all year, but I definitely think at least a week of spookiness would be great. Now, Christmas all year, I could probably get behind that. Well... I get what you're saying, but I think Halloween is every day. Listeners know I'm not big on celebrating calendar holidays. New Year's. I'm down for New Year's. But I wear whatever I want every day. If I want to wear a mouse on my head, check. If I want to wear devil horns, check. If I want to carry a pitchfork, I suppose I could do that too. (laughs) But I definitely appreciate the people who put special effort into holidays, and especially if they're using sustainable materials and repurposing and recycling things from the thrift store. So high fives. Thanks for that answer. The last question about Halloween is, what do you think the most popular costume is going to be this year? Hey, this is Trisha. This Halloween, I am predicting that the most popular Halloween costume is probably going to be the characters from the TV show Stranger Things. I have seen those costumes everywhere. I know our students at our school love that show and are constantly talking about it. And I think that that's probably going to be what we see the most on Thursday. Well, that was fun. I am going to take a quick break. Give us a word from sponsors of the show, and then we're going to come back with the rest of the interview with Thrifty Witches. If you haven't already, go check them out on Instagram at Thrifty Witches or visit their website. We're going to talk a bit about their love of thrifting and the subscription thrift service that they run from thriftywitches.com. Be right back. Hey, thrifty listeners, I want to tell you about an online reselling community on Facebook that I think you would really enjoy. If you've been thinking about cleaning out your closet, getting into reselling, or maybe just wanting to buy some thrift without having to leave your home, yes, right? Of course, I want to do that. It's your 24-hour thrift shop. You need to get on Facebook and search 
Thrift Boss Babes. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so you can find it easily. But that's Thrift Boss Babes. And then you want to join. It's $12 a month, but for Thrift Therapy listeners, you will get one month free. So you can check it out and see if it's something you're interested in doing. Cancel at any time. And Sammy D runs this group, which she's been on the show a couple times. So I want to promote her group. It's really, really fun. You can buy vintage. You can sell vintage. You can shop closet. You can sell closet. And you get loads of reselling resources like interviews with thrift influencers, Q&As with people like Sammy who've been in the business for a really long time. And you also can ask questions of anybody in the community because it works just like Facebook, Facebook Marketplace, but it's a private marketplace for thrifters. What's not to like about that? So head on over to Thrift Boss Babes. Sign up for free for one month. And if you want to continue your membership, it's 12 bucks a month. What a deal. I hope you buy some really awesome stuff and be sure and tag Thrift Therapy and Boss Thrift Boss Babes. We want to see you wearing your cool stuff you thrifted online. Hey, Thrifty Witches. Welcome to Thrift Therapy. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to have you guys here, but it's kind of like having a panel interview. There's three of you, so <laughs> we should probably do separate introductions so people can kind of get to know your voice and uh, your perspective. So who wants to start? I can start. This is Shannon. So my history is that um, I grew up in Southern Arizona. Um, I'm actually from a little tiny town called Bisbee, which is known for its like weirdness and it's very, um, like peace and love and kind of people say it's stuck in like the sixties. There's a lot of thrifting and antique shops there. Uh, it's very artsy. Sounds perfect. Um, Right. Yeah. It's great. It's a really cool little place. So that's where I'm from. And, um, then I moved to Phoenix when I went to, um, college, I went to Arizona state university and, um, became a teacher and all of that. Now I'm an assistant principal, which is new. I just, uh, was promoted like a couple days ago. So, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so my first, um, introduction to thrifting, I would say, actually probably started when I was really little. I would watch the antique road show with my grandma all the time. And um, we would go to thrift stores um, together and she would look for, you know, things that were worth a ton of money. And she really wanted to go on the antique road show. So that was kind of my introduction to thrifting. Um, But I really didn't start getting into thrifting for clothes until... um, I was in college and me and my group of college girlfriends would uh, go to Goodwill to look for books and clothes on the cheap because we were poor college students. Yes. Yes. So were you guys college friends? Is that how y'all met? No. So, um, yeah. So then (laughs) when I started teaching, um, I was an English teacher for a while Um, And I taught high school English and 
Uh, Trisha actually is who I met first. Um, she was a new teacher at my school. Um, she had been teaching longer than me, but she was new to my school and her room um, got assigned across the hall from me. So that's how her and I became friends. And then she actually ended up becoming my department chair. And then she hired Lindsay. Um, and I can let them tell you kind of about that. But that's how we all oh, perfect. Met, was actually through work. Yeah. So Patricia, why don't you go next then? Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and maybe like your first thrift trip. Sure. Uh, so I go by Trisha. I actually grew up in Northern Michigan. And so I grew up in a family that was all about like history and antiquing. My grandma owned an antique shop when she was younger and she kind of did what the, the two guys on the pickers TV show do. She would kind of go out to people's houses that were like full of antiques and full of old junk. And she would sort through all of that and load up the car. And then she'd come back and sell all of that stuff in her antique shop. Um, I always, you know, we always shopped at like the Salvation Army and different thrift stores when I was a kid because we didn't have a lot of money. And so I always just kind of grew up and that was the norm. And so then when I was in high school, we moved out to Arizona and it was kind of a little bit of a shock because the thrifted market is very different in Arizona than it is in Michigan. And definitely there's not as much antiquing out here is what I was used to doing with my mom and grandma when I was a kid. But, you know, I just grew up, went to college, got into the teaching profession, and I've always wanted to look professional. And I have this really strong belief that teachers should look professional. And I had to find a way to do that where I wasn't going to be spending a lot of money because teachers in Arizona don't make a lot of money. And I just kind of preached the the thrifted way to everybody <laughs> that I know. And I I feel like when I met Shannon and we became friends, I was like, Shannon, you got to get on this. You have to go to 50% off day with me at Goodwill. And then when Lindsay got hired at my school, we all just kind of found that this was something that really connected us is this idea that we wanted to look professional, but we didn't want to have to spend a lot of money to do it. Yeah, definitely. You've got to cut corners on a teacher's salary. In Texas, we pay our teachers like shit too, which is the worst. Lindsay, it sounds like you came on board last in the yeah. school train there. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your thrifting adventures. Like how did you get into thrifting? So I am from central Illinois. So we're all from all over the That's place. That's so cool, um, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that we've all wound up together. But I grew up in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'm not even from a town. I'm from a country out, like the countryside outside of town. It's and, a no town um, town. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. Um, in fact, my zip code is one town and my address listed that town is different because it's just so nowhere. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so I just really lived nowhere. Um, but my mom's a teacher, my family's full of teachers. So kind of the same theme of teachers not getting paid. Um, and my mom got married really young and had four kids. So we just didn't have money. So I don't know that I remember the first time I thrifted, but I remember a lot of yard sales, a lot of circling ads in the newspaper and going to houses. And so I remember growing up 
a, a thrifty lifestyle. Um, but in high school, I did not care about clothes. I remember wearing jeans and a t-shirt every day because that's kind of what people wear in the country. And so I just, I didn't know what else to do. And so I just dressed like everyone. And when I got to college, I have very minimal sewing skills and I found that I could reinvent myself and I could just go to Goodwill and local thrift stores and I could buy things and I could change them and make them my own. And I could be the person I wanted to be despite what anybody else was wearing in class. And so I really found a home in that. And the more I did it, the more clothes I had. And so in order to keep up with my love of clothes, I had to thrift because I was to the point where I was literally turning the extra room in my apartment into a closet and I didn't have money. So I had to be cheap. Um, but I also loved the unique things that I could find. And then I came out here to Arizona and ended up moving in next to one of my favorite thrift stores. And so it's just kind of been uh, perfect from there and easy to work into my job. That's the best when the thrift store is like walking distance from your house. <gasps> yeah. So good. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> There's like a little uh, shopping center being built on the corner of my one. Like my neighborhood has three entrances, which because we all like true crime, how bad is that, right? Like, <laughs> I can always get <laughs> in and out of my neighborhood. But one of the entrances right? is um, it's they're building out more of the uh, what is that? It looks like a business complex. You know, it's got like what are mm-hmm. those called? Strip centers, right? A strip mall. Yeah, strip mall. Strip mall. Thanks. Anyway, they're building more of one. It was a small one. And my husband, every time we walk to the gym there, we talk about what we want to go in there. Like sometimes it's a donut shop. Sometimes it's a yoga. Sometimes it's a thrift store. Well, it's always a thrift store. We always want to go in there. So that would be rad. What about, um, so the three of you guys met at work, but you also have a side hustle together called the Thrifty Witches which is why I called you that. It's not like I was just being super <laughs> friendly, right? So I checked out your website and blog, which I didn't know you had. I just knew that, you you know, I saw, see you guys on Instagram posting like outfits of the day and doing thrift community stuff. So I was excited when I found your website and I didn't know that you had a blog. So that was really fun. So I was reading through there and stuff. How did all that get started? Like what made you guys want to do all that? It's a lot of work, right? So Tell us the thing. Right. <laughs> so this is Shannon. We were all, like I said, we were all English teachers together for a while. And one of the things that we had in common is, and, and I say this humbly, but our students would always comment on how cute our outfits were. And they would ask us where we got them. And our responses always were, oh, I got this at Goodwill. Oh, this, this, these pair of jeans were a dollar. Or I got this cute pencil skirt for two bucks at Goodwill. And, um, that, that was a couple of years of, of that. And then we moved to a different high school and the same thing happened. Kids kept telling us your guys's outfits are so cute. Where did you buy that? And same response. Oh, I thrifted this. And finally, some of our students just said, you guys should totally go on Instagram and post your outfits and how much they cost because people will follow that. And we were all kind of like, uh, what, why would anybody care about any of that? We didn't think that that was, you know, popular, but obviously these are teenagers. They know what's popular right now, especially when it comes to social media. 
And so they were pretty insistent, like you, re- you guys really should do that. And so we got together and talked about whether or not we were going to do it. And um, we, we were talking about how we wanted to kind of reach out to other educators specifically, but um, also just uh, women in general who feel like it costs so much money to have nice things. And we were like, we want to help people realize that like, you really can spend like $20 and get, you know, a a full outfit if you're willing to go to Goodwill and and do the, you know, looking through the racks and that kind of thing. Um, So we talked about kind of women empowerment and, and education and how to look professional, like Trisha brought up. And that's all important to us and having your own style. And like Lindsay talked about with just kind of finding who you are through your style and we talked to some of our friends and our friends were like, that's a really good idea. You guys could have a blog. And it was, uh, we went to brunch <laughs> and took some photos and started the Thrifty Witch Instagram and did that for a while with the blog. So um, we we were on WordPress for a long time. So um, we have like a year's worth of blogs on there, but we just recently opened our website um, because we started our box subscription service. And so we put our blog on there because that was an option and we wanted to keep everything in the same place. So from now on, the blog is is going to be on that website. You know, the thing I think is really interesting, it's hard enough for me to get myself and maybe one of my friends to get shit done all together at the same time. <laughs> it's really kind of amazing that all three of you sort of committed to it and then have stuck with it. So congratulations on that. Thank what you. Ha- <laughs> Thank you. What happens when one of you is dragging ass? What do you do? <laughs> I think this is Trisha. I think um, we rely the most on Shannon <laughs> to tell us when somebody's dragging ass. But I think um, the fact that we all have an education background and we're all teachers we all have like a very proactive personality and we're used to having to sort of take command of situations that could easily get out of control. And I think that, you know, we just put our teacher hats on and that's really how we get recommitted or how we take responsibility if one of us isn't sort of doing what needs to happen because we always reinforce those things with our students. And so I think that those are things that are just deeply ingrained in how we approach any project. Well, and I also think that part of it is our love for each other because we have, even beyond the three of us, a really beautiful group of female friends that support each other. And so I know very early on, people would come to me and say like, wow, you're doing this cool thing. Good for you. And I was was like, yeah, it's cool. I think I'm only still doing it because I love them. Um, And it's not (laughs) because I don't love it. I just don't think I would believe in it the same way. Like being in something with your friends, you believe in them and you believe that they're so capable of doing great things that when you see them posting and doing so well, you want to support that. Whereas when it's yourself, it's so easy to let self-doubt sink in and go like, man, nobody's really paying attention. It doesn't matter if I don't post today or that kind of thing. So I think that empowerment is what we're hoping to bring to other people, but it's also what keeps us afloat. I would, I would agree. Yeah. With both of what Trisha and Lindsay said, I, um, I was going to tribute exactly what Trisha said to education too. Um, just us being educators has really given us a the organization and the determination to do this 
Um, but like what Lindsay said, our friendship, um, is, is very strong. And so that, I mean, we give each other pep talks on the daily. They gave me a pep talk today. So, um, so like, I would say on a daily basis, we're like, you know, um, being there for each other and pushing each other. And if ever it comes to the business and things, you know, someone didn't want to take their photo that day because they felt like they didn't look good. We're, we're there like going, no, you're beautiful. Just do it. It's fine. Like, you know, um, I, I think we were very inspired, honestly, this is kind of silly, but I think we we're very inspired by the Queer Eye um, TV show and how they all interact with each other on Instagram. And we reference that a lot that we we want to talk to each other as lovingly as they all do on, on their Aww. Instagram. So we've kind of tried to do that. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, they are. One of this is Trisha again. One of the things too that is really important to me is a lot of our early followers and our early supporters were former students. And yeah. those students are out there in the world now, you know, trying to start businesses and trying to start careers and trying to make their way. So when I get frustrated, I just, you know, dig really deep inside myself to that moral obligation that I feel to those kids to model for them what it is to have grit and what it is to have perseverance. Like we have a former student who's always been really supportive and she's starting her real estate career. And so I think it's like really important for us to lead the way and model for her what commitment is, because even though she's not in my classroom anymore, like I still want to be a role model for her. Oh, that's so great. I love you guys. Y'all are the best. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that like modeling is such an important thing to do, not, not just for students or our children, but just maybe to put out in the world things that you think are good, right? So if you have values like supportiveness or maybe autonomy or, you know, trying new things and you believe in that and you aren't modeling it, I mean, do you really believe in it? You know, it just, you you got to put it out there. I think that's It's been fascinating because on a surface level, we're taking pictures of our outfits and that feels big. But we've had a lot of current students, because it's it's totally public, anybody can follow it, who really have opened up to us and found a way to relate to us through our Instagram and through our blog. And so sometimes some of my students who don't even know Shannon will walk into her room and be like, hey, I saw that you just got a promotion. I just want to congratulate you. Or So it's kind of opened up this interesting community of kids who want to talk about sustainable fashion, who want to talk about thrifting and saving their money, who think about being professional and going out into the world and dressing in a way that represents them and what they want to do. And I didn't expect that to happen in that way. I And it's going off of what Lindsay just said, this is Shannon. Trisha and I just had a conversation with um, some current students who um, one was trying to motivate the other. And one of the comments, and and Trisha and I are not in the classroom anymore. Lindsay's the only one that's still teaching. So these are not our students. Um, But one of them said to the other one in talking about degrees, they were like, you know, um, well, 
talking about me, she has her degrees and also a side business. So you can get through your last year of high school. Like it's interesting that they're, they're taking this side business of thrifty witches and then using it as teenagers to motivate each other. Like if, if these people can do their job here and Mm -hmm. also have a business on the side, then we can get through high school. Like it shows them that your lifestyle isn't unattainable for them too, that it it translates, you know, it takes something that seems really, really far away. um, Maybe like finishing a college degree and being a principal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's really far away. And even people my age have a hard time visualizing themselves older, you know, and I, I'm almost 50. I can only visualize myself to maybe about 65. Uh, and that's, you know, as I've gotten older and older, it, that's gotten bigger and bigger, how I can see myself in the distance or future. So like, it really sounds like it's closing the gap for you guys to make yourself vulnerable out there on social media and helping them translate a little bit to like, Hey, you know, we have potential. It's not all just one thing. It's not do or die on high school or college. It's just building a good life that you enjoy. So that's really inspirational. Nice job. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Well, look, I mean, having a career in education is no joke. It's, I work with a lot of teachers in my private practice Uh, The mental health needs are high because there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure and not a lot of compensation or reward. Uh, Parents are typically difficult to deal with. You know, there's just not it's not like you're getting tons of gratitude for all of the effort you're spending all the time. So how do you keep it all balanced? Like, what are your self-care strategies for running 50 witches, being an educator, being a mom, being a friend. I mean, it's a lot of shit, you guys. (laughs) I think, this is Trisha again, I think Thrifty Witches kind of started for us as a way to express our creativity and sort of break through that wall that can sometimes happen for teachers where you feel like you're nothing but a servant to public Mm. education. That really weighs on teachers when you are so invested in your job that it seems like you teach all day, you go home, you grade all night, you lesson plan all night. And so I think that in starting Thrifty Witches, it was something that helped us to sort of satisfy that creativeness that we have in us that we don't necessarily always have time for. And even though it gets really stressful, I think we're all kind of thankful that we aren't in that rut anymore that teachers sometimes get into where that's all you can talk about. That's all you can do. That's all you can Mm. think about. Like this has really been a good way for us to unwind and separate ourselves from that stress. So it's kind of a self-care in and of itself to do the blog and the website and the subscription service and the Instagram and the posh closet. It sounds like you do those things as a way to balance yourself. I mean, even though it's adding work, obviously. Right. So this is Shannon. I, one of the things that we have continued to tell each other and that we stand by is that we never started thrifty witches as a way to make money. We started Thrifty Witches as a way to be creative and to hopefully empower and inspire other people. 
And that's what it's going to continue to be. We just like thrifting and, and helping other people. I mean, we're all in education because we believe in servant leadership. And um, so I think we just found another way to do that aside from education. As far as keeping it all together, um, both Trisha and I are moms and um, we all have other interests and other things and other friends and stuff. But I, I will say that we are all three the kind of people that function best with having a lot of things to do. Like if I have mm. too much downtime, it's not it's not a good thing for me because then I just don't do anything. Um, I, I and that's kind of weird. Like I just I I kind of like to be stressed out. It's kind of like a joke that my my close friends and family say about me. Um, but I think I'm probably one that is better at self-care and setting aside that time for myself. So I'm, I'm really good at scheduling and organizing. And, um, so I just do that in my personal life. So, you know, I think that like self-care is something we have to schedule. I think people don't want to think of it that way. It's like scheduling sex or something, (laughs) but I I think we have to I think we have to do that too. I think when you're really busy and especially if you're in the middle of your life, like you, you're past uh, college and early career and you're before retirement and your kids are all gone or whatever that looks like for each of us. We're in that middle stage of life. It's what I call the age of acquisition. It's where we're really busy acquiring things, you know, where we're creating the life. So it's hectic. And so you do have to schedule things that are pleasurable and that don't serve some kind of uh, big purpose. They, the, the purpose is just to bring you pleasure mm-hmm. and, and in self-connection. Yeah, we have to schedule that stuff. It's really important. I'm glad you mentioned that. And I hope that the listeners out there who are struggling to take care of themselves <laughs> uh, we'll know that like those of us who do it religiously, it's not an accident. It's like something you do have to plan. You have to make space for. Trisha makes fun of me a lot for being really good at it. Um, but, <laughs> if but that's probably fun. because I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I would say really reach out to us because if that's something that you struggle with, I'd be happy to uh, tell you how, what I do. I just did it for a close friend a couple months ago. I literally made her a schedule of self-care <laughs> so that she could take care of herself better. Lindsay, tell us about your self-care. Well, I mean, I think just for me, it's that I only choose to include things and people in my life that make me happy. Like I'm, mm. I'm the youngest of us. I'm only 27. Um, but I already feel like I'm too old for things that waste my time. <laughs> and so I just choose to not involve myself in drama that isn't mine, to not involve myself in people who aren't interested in being involved back. Um, And so whenever I do something, I do it knowing that it's something that's going to be worthy of my time. And so, yeah, starting a business is a lot of time, especially when I'm already a teacher and I already have a student council that I run and I do a lot of things, but that's worth investing my time in. And that's never going to be something that I look back and go like, I wish I hadn't spent as much time empowering women and finding importance in this thing that I'm really good at and that I really care about. So it's really just choosing what do you want in your life and how do you want to make that a priority and how do you want to let the other stuff go? Yes, girl. Those are boundaries. That's what that's called. (laughs) Yes. And they're really good to have. And I always, when I'm working on boundaries with somebody, I am... 
I always try to start them with self-care boundaries. It's like, look, these are your your most basic boundaries. If you can't set aside time to take care of your own needs, the rest of the boundary work is really going to suck for you. So we might as well just start <laughs> with the like, yeah. you know, ground zero boundaries of self-care. And that means that you have to learn to say no to this so that you can say yes to this because it, it, that's all related. Being able to say, you know, how I feel, what I think, what I'm going through is important. It's important. And it, and also, uh, it's my responsibility. It's nobody else's. They don't even know what they're doing. So, right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yes. I've probably gotten too good at saying no, but <laughs> you're pretty oh, good you need at to it. say yes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also very proud of the life I've lived. Like, I don't look back and go, like, I regret that. I wish I had done this because I really am everything I'm doing. I'm doing it because I want to, Yay. um, even like, I remember when I helped Shannon move, everybody was like, you're going to spend your Saturday helping someone move. And I was like, yes, because I don't love moving, but I love Shannon. And so that's a priority in my life. And so I'm going to make that happen. Perfect. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's something that I really like about the thrift community. And um, it's something that surprises me a lot about Instagram. I'm a lot newer to Instagram than I am to, uh, Facebook and uh, I still don't understand Twitter, whatever. But um, <laughs> I don't understand it either. Nope. I, what is it even? But what? <laughs> who cares? I digress. Um, is is that there is this sort of uh, female empowerment space on Instagram where we're like supporting each other and being, I would say, what I would consider at least somewhat authentic. And sometimes transparent and talking about real things that are happening to us just in kind of short segments, right? So it's not fluid, but it, it there's some realness there. And it, uh, the thing that I like about it the most right now is that I feel like women are getting a chance to sort of dominate that platform and make it something that we think communities should be like. What do you think that you've learned from uh, being a part of social movements with Thrifty Witches? What has it brought to your life? Um, well, one of the things that we've uh, gotten out of Thrifty Witches on social media is we've made some connections to people that we, I don't think, would have met um, otherwise. Uh Obviously, we're doing this podcast with you right now because of social media. Um, we would never have that opportunity. And like, how cool is it that we get to have this conversation with you and we don't live in the same state? You know, that that's not possible without social media. Um, and then we've met just some other thrifters too um, through Instagram that have been really supportive of our business and and helping us and answering questions and just being our friend. And I think that that's, um, something that's really cool about Instagram and, and, and the Facebook groups too. Oh, nice. Well, uh, I think the other thing that I see a lot is that for so long, people have gotten trapped in the idea that they're alone and feeling what they feel, mm. but social media takes that away mm -hmm. because you get to say, I feel this way about how I look and everybody else around you is going me too. And you're looking at these people who you idolize and think look great all the time. And you're like, how do you have the same insecurity that I do? Yeah. And so I think when we get to have a common platform to address the things that we feel, even again, as silly as it can seem when we can just 
say, this is how I would style this shirt. And this is what makes me feel comfortable and makes me feel happy. And someone else can see that and go, that would make me happy too. And there can be that slight change. Like I I deeply believe that clothes can make someone's day um, and can make them feel confident. And so the fact that we can share that and bring that to other people and be inspired by others too, it's such a fun cyclical part of female empowerment that I love. One of the things, this is Trisha again, one of the things that Shannon always says, and I'm such a Shannon groupie because I just think (laughs) about this every morning when I get dressed. (laughs) But like when we started Thrifty Witches, Shannon would would tell us like what I believe about fashion is that it allows you to wake up in the morning and dress for the woman that you want to be that day. And so when I wake up and get dressed, like I think about that and I'm like, what woman do I want to be today? What do I want to project? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of something I think that we've found on social media is that we can put those positive vibes out there. I'm like not a big fan of social media, probably because so much of the stuff that I deal with as an assistant principal starts on social media. But I just feel like we have this obligation now that we have discovered this platform to put all these positive vibes out there into the world. And so that's what I try to do every day. Oh, that's so nice. I I really do like that. I I gravitate and follow people that I think are putting good vibes out there Mm -hmm. or messages that I really resonate with. Now, whether it's real or not, I don't know. I I don't care that much about that. What I care about is that somebody is going to all this trouble to create a vibe for me. Right. So what's the Thrifty Witch vibe? (laughs) Uh, So... I guess we could all comment on it. So I'm going to say, um, this is Shannon that, um, women supporting women is a vibe on our Instagram for sure. Yeah. I would even say the witchy part of that is about female empowerment. And that's Trisha. Sorry. Trisha had a book for a while that of poems that she was reading that was all about like burning witches but it was really not about witches it was about women and how women have been put down historically and trying to capture the power that we have that made people want to disenfranchise us and find beauty in that and so I think in finding the name thrifty witches we went back to that idea of women being disenfranchised and trying to bring that back by being kind of like a coven and coming together and <laughs> finding things that we all love and appreciate right. and supporting each other. And, and so I think that all works together, even though witchy doesn't necessarily mean female empowerment. That's how we've interpreted that. Right. We kind of took that and reclaimed it. And social media can be such a negative place where people feel safe to bash each other. And I, I think that it happens with women a lot just kind of tearing each other down or, or comparing each other. Like, you know, you see things like who wore it better? Like, why is that a thing? Why are we, why are we comparing one another like that? And so we kind of took all those ideas of um, women empowerment and supporting one another and, and put it on social media through, through clothing and through thrifting. Um, And instead of, saying like oh did Lindsay do the french tuck better than shannon did it's more of a like this is how you french tuck doesn't it look cute look at how great Lindsay looks in this or look at how great shannon looks or look how great trisha looks or 
um, and you can do this too. Let us help you. Like, we'll show you how instead of like making it some secret thing that only we know how to do. Okay. All right. I dig it. So if I buy a piece of your brand, which what you guys sell right now is a subscription box service. I'm a big fan of subscription services. I have a few myself. Um, (laughs) I don't have any fashion ones because I have entirely too much stuff. As you well know, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, us too. (laughs) That's one of the things we talked about when we were like starting the subscription service is we had to be really reflective because we were like, we're not necessarily the woman that would buy this because we have so many clothes. Exactly. So I run a subscription service myself. And like, I think I could just run it out of my closet. The unfortunate thing is is that not everybody is my size. So that doesn't work. But they're super great for people who are A, busy and don't have time to Mm -hmm. shop for themselves. B, uh, maybe they have limited thrift stores in their area, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a thing. So yep. uh, C, they're rebuilding a wardrobe. Like maybe they changed sizes. Maybe they had a baby. Maybe whatever. They had a, a mastectomy. Maybe right. a lot of reasons that people have to rebuild wardrobes. They got a new career. Right. Uh, I think they're really great too for people who... Kind of, um, you know, like I used to do some interior design when I was in college. I would do it in the summer to support myself. And just some people just get overwhelmed trying to choose things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they need a stylist. They need a decorator. So I think the subscription boxes are great for that. And I have a lot of fun doing it. So I was really curious if you guys could maybe each tell me what your process is with it. What are the fun sides? What are the down? Like the downside for me is uh, everything I buy that's in my size, I want to keep. That's not good. I have to send the good stuff to the people who are shopping my size as well. So I just divide it. But so what are some of the upsides for each of you? What are some of the uh, difficult parts of running a subscription service? Uh, I would say the difficult part is just time uh, because we do all three have full-time jobs and Trisha and Shannon are both parents. The downside is finding the time. The plus side is that we love to shop and we do shop for ourselves far too often. So it kind of feels like a cathartic way to shop without having to a spend our own money and b have to have more things in our closet because my closet is already too much. Um, so I really do love shopping for people and we really have a pretty intuitive survey that you have to take when you sign up for our subscription box. And so we really try and match clothes to what people are wanting. So like part of the survey says, what is your style currently? But then it also says, what do you want your style to be? And you can put that you want it to be the same. But if somebody is like, I'm pretty feminine, but I would like to be edgy, then we spend a lot of time digging through the racks, looking for pieces with leather, or looking for pieces that have some cool sheer details. And so I think it really is the inner me that always wanted to be a fashion designer or a stylist, yeah. finally getting to live out that piece of And then hopefully seeing people be excited about it. Uh, We did a trial run with our friends and watching them try on their clothes and wear them to their new jobs and wear them, you know, fun places. It's very exciting to be a part of people feeling comfortable in their own clothes. I love that. I think uh, that's one of my favorite parts, too, is when I get tagged 
in things that I've sent people and they're wearing it somewhere, I sort of feel like I'm there, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like right. that's a, I'm getting to live in a parallel universe where I have infinite amounts of times and opportunities to do things that I don't have now. So it's really fun. Like, that's really cool. I like that you said that. I get that totally. What about the others? What do you guys think? Like, what's your, what's your upside downside? So this is Shannon. So my upside is definitely that I love to buy presents. Um, Christmas is my absolute favorite time of year. And mostly because I just love buying people gifts. Like I'm the worst too, because I'll buy somebody a gift like a month ahead of their birthday and then give it to them because I just can't hold on to it anymore. And so I just love to give gifts. And that's kind of what it feels like is someone's telling me, here are yes. the things I want. And then I get to go look for it for them and then send it to them and it makes them happy. And I, I love that. But Maybe now, your love language is gifts. <laughs> well, I like getting gifts, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just love to give other people things. I don't know why. I like to make other people happy. The downside is I definitely struggle with the wanting to keep things. Like when I have to shop for someone in my size, this just happened when Lindsay and I were shopping, I think last weekend. And I was like, okay, I'm having a really hard time because I want this. (laughs) So just having to keep myself in check of like, okay, you can't, you don't need to buy this for yourself. Like you're here for somebody else. That's a downside for sure. And but I I agree with Lindsay though, that the time is like I have to, you know, my husband has to, you know, watch our son and, and I have to make sure we don't have anything else scheduled for the day. And cause thrifting, I mean, takes a couple hours. Like we're usually there for three or four hours when we go do this. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if I spend any more time thrifting than I used to. It's just that I'm not shopping for me all the time. I'm shopping for others too, but boy, the time on, um, organizing the bag, you know, like filling the orders, just managing all the administrative parts of it is pretty time consuming, I would say. I mean, fortunately, I I don't know about you guys service, but I do mine once a month. Is yours a monthly? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even though it's just once a month, I mean, it is two days worth of stuff that I have to get done in order to get the Shipping out. So yeah, time's an issue. I hear you. Uh, I think, Lindsay, that just leaves you, right? Like, what's your... Uh, Trisha. Oh, I'm sorry. Trisha, that just leaves you. What's your upside downside? This gave me a lot of time to think about it. Um, (laughs) I think the upside for me, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a minute. So of the three of us, I'm the only one that is plus size. And that has just been a struggle my whole Mm. life. And I think that one of the things that I have really enjoyed about the Instagram and now with the subscription service is sort of reaching out to other plus size girls out there who think or have this misconception that they can't be a fashionista because they're not going to be able to get those clothes in their size. And that is not true. So that's kind of like my driving force you know, when I take my pictures or when we're trying to fill orders and stuff is to, you know, show bigger ladies, like you can be fierce. You can wear sequins and you can wear these bright colors. And the same thing that, you know, looks good on Shannon, I can do it too. 
And so that's like the upside for me is sort of getting that message out there because I did grow up thinking that as a plus size person, I was going to have to wear sweatpants and a t-shirt for the rest of my life. And Aww, so I want like heartbreaking, right? So I want to help other women that sort of feel like they can't take risks because they're not the, you know, ideal body shape that society says you have to be in order to be into fashion. Agreed. I think, I think the downside have, for me has been learning the business part of this. I'm a creative person. I can be organized when I need to be. I have people skills, like all that kind of stuff, but like learning the website and the apps and the, you know, the shipping apps and all of that has been totally daunting (laughs) and overwhelming. (laughs) It is. It's so hard. Like, I mean, we're all, I can tell that we're all so grateful and happy to be doing these things. It's not a complaint really. It's just more like an observation that, not every part of it is fun. Some parts of it are challenging. Oh, and yeah. I think if we go back to the students who are using your side hustle as an example for themselves and motivation for themselves, you know, my hope is that in sharing our stories about what we're doing in the thrift community and the thrifting world, and just, you know, for our own self-care and pleasure, is that, you know, it, it's not all good. It, it's, it's like anything else you do, is that it brings with it growth and opportunity to learn something new and challenges. But what you're always looking for is that benefits to cost ratio. Uh, And it sounds like you guys get a lot more upside than downside. Is that fair to say? For sure. Definitely. Yeah, we love it. We love it. Awesome. Well, where can people get a subscription? Our new website, it just went live. It's www.thriftywitches.com. I want to do the thrift level questions now. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. How often? Lindsay, I probably go two times a week at minimum. All right, girl. This is Trisha. I would say that if my husband is listening to this, it's twice. If he's not, <laughs> it's three to four. <laughs> and this is Shannon. I would say I go a minimum of twice a week. All right. You guys are definitely experts. List or spontaneous? This is Shannon. I do spontaneous. Lindsay, spontaneous. It's all about, it's about finding treasure. Yeah. Uh, Trisha, definitely spontaneous. I'm looking for those things that no one's ever seen before. And I don't even know what they are yet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so surprised that you guys didn't have a list because you have a subscription service. For them, we have intensive, like, uh, profiles for each person. Like spreadsheets. Yes. Yes. What about thrift gods? I never really followed other people thrifting until we started doing this. And this is Shannon, by the way. And the person that I'm most impressed with still is the, we've made friends with her, um, Smashingly Ashley on Instagram. She always finds such good stuff on Dollar Day. And I'm so jealous all the time. And she's all, she always finds exactly what I've been looking for. And I have to message her and be like, I have been looking for this. How did you find that? Oh my gosh. She's so good at it. I don't, I don't know. She, she hits some good, good wills. She's making some sacrifices to the thrift gods. (laughs) (laughs) You better get Uh, in on that shit. I know. (laughs) Yeah, we do. Lindsay, I mean, what do you think? Um, Like thrift gods, are they helping you out? 
I, I mean, yes, I think the thrift gods are definitely there for me, but I think it's because my family has been a part of it. So, like my mom is my inspiration and I think it's just in our blood. Oh, so it's like genetic. <laughs> you yes. are the gods. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Trisha, what do you think? Thrift gods? So when we started like hardcore thrifting together, I used to tell Shannon and Lindsay that our favorite Goodwill was like a mysterious portal yeah. for all these clothes that we were meant to have but not pay full price for and that right. they would just appear there and it was destiny because it's we the holy have, land right we've yes. gotten some amazing stuff That's but I have to give a shout out to my mom mm-hmm. because I go thrifting three to four times a week, but my mom goes to Goodwill twice a day, almost every single Holy day. Holy shit, bananas. <laughs> That's amazing. She's and the she, queen. she's like the unsung hero of thrifty witches, I think. Yeah. Yes. She, well, she is a thrift god. Like that. <laughs> yeah. A thrift god. She finds stuff for like $1, $2 all the time. Crazy brands. Like she has given so much to us to help support our business. And she always finds stuff that's new with the tags on too. It's oh, crazy. The best. Yeah. I love it. So what about alone or with friends? With friends. Yeah, oh, yeah. You got each friends. other. With yeah. friends. So you guys actually go together. Yes. Yeah. When we can, yeah. Oh, we have a, cool. we ha- we're going to go Thursday together and then... Um, Trisha and Lindsay, possibly me, if I can fit it into my schedule, we'll all be there on Saturday for 50% off day two. I love it. Okay. (laughs) I feel like we look so ridiculous when we're there together too, because we will literally have two to four cards just piled high. (laughs) And like, sometimes people will walk by us and be like, you guys are still here. (laughs) I love that. In fact, I think I just need to plan a trip out to Phoenix, Arizona. I've always wanted to go yeah. there anyway. And then we're just going to, I'm going to add a cart and we're just going to go do it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Who has the best or worst thrift story? One time when we were at Goodwill, we definitely had this guy. He was like in jeans, <laughs> like Wranglers and a camo shirt. This is a and good story. He was, yeah, this is. he was definitely making fun of us yeah. the whole time. With his child. With, yeah, his, like, with his, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and they were giving us so much shit and like not even being discreet about it, but you know, to each their own. But by, you know, the time that we had like gone through the line to get to the fitting rooms and like he had been listening to our conversations where I was like, Shannon, I got this for you. Lindsay, I got this for you. And Lindsay was like, here, this is for you. And we were just kind of passing each other stuff. And, you know, Lindsay, did you go to the blazers? And Shannon, did you go to the shoes? And (laughs) did you get over there? And did you look at this size? And so by the time we got up to the front of the line for the fitting rooms, he was like talking to his wife and he was like, these girls have this down to a system. And so, you know, he wanted to make fun of us so much, but by the end he could see like, we have our shit together when we're in Goodwill. (laughs) He was impressed. That's awesome. Well, I had a lot of fun talking with y'all. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting Thank you. And I look forward to our thrift reunion where we talk about our a subscription thrift bag exchange. Yes. That's yes. Gonna it's going to be fun. Yeah. So everybody tune back in for that. It'll just be a, 
a special release short episode. I think that's what we'll do. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, I'll talk to y'all online. Y'all take okay. care. All right, good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Stay thrifty. We have come to the end of this thrift adventure. Thanks for tuning in to Thrift Therapy. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your podcatcher. And if you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon or Anchor FM, searching Thrift Therapy. Or feel free to visit thrifttherapypod.com for a one-time donation using PayPal. My website is where I also have extended show notes with pictures for each episode. If you're feeling extra excited about the show, please rate and review on iTunes and tell a friend. I'll meet you back here in two weeks to talk more thrifting. Stay thrifty, everybody. The audio mastering for this podcast is by Kane Power at precisionpodcasting.com.